Welcome to the Faithful Dads podcast, a conversation between three new dads thinking through how we can do a faithful job of parenting these little people God has entrusted to us. Okay. I say that all the time. What's it, what's it from? Anger management? Oh, oh, and I wasn't allowed to watch that. Really? Yeah. Sometimes, like, my folks are just like, nope. <laughs> and that was one of the movies. Yeah, right. One of the anger management techniques is, goose father, goose father, you know, just the calming. You just say that to calm. Anyway, for the first time in ages, I say it all the time, first time in ages, someone's actually gone, oh, yeah, goose father, yeah. yeah. It was a nice moment. So that was a nice moment. Someone else bringing you. turned about the moment you just had. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretending like it was another moment. Try. You know, for the drama of it all. I haven't seen anger management. I only know really? it as something you've said. <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard you say it ever. Yeah, right. We are at different stages. <laughs> That's so funny. <clears throat> Um, I, I wouldn't mean, say I'm the best listener, though. Pardon? Huh? <laughs> 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 yeah, right, I you too. Aeroplane mode. Oh, are we yeah. not recording any of that? Oh, we are, but oh. <laughs> just as a... <laughs> I'm going to say, is it? Ooh, Isn't it great intro? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I thought. <laughs> I was like, yeah, cool. <laughs> um, I'm the sort of person, if it was up to me, all the conversations just in my general life... Mm-hmm would be questions like, do you think God punishes us? What do you think? Those conversations in the supermarket when you bump into someone, they're good because, you know, it's it's rude otherwise. But how's it going? <laughs> oh, you're shopping, are you? I mean, I, 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 this is how I have the conversation. Oh, you're shopping, are you? Oh, yeah. Yeah, me too. So how's pick someone in their family? Oh, that's good. That's good. You've been working today. Yeah, cool. All right. Well, nice. Okay, cool. See you later. You know, those conversations, they're not a waste of time, but Mm. I would prefer to have, you know, that's my preference in conversation-wise. These questions, I maybe hadn't thought about them being full-on. I mean, the essay are full-on questions when you you bring it up. But I think it's more like, I just haven't had anyone talk to me in 10 months. (laughs) (laughs) Just been locked in a cab. No. Oh, isn't she a pretty girl? <laughs> uh, <laughs> what do you say? It's a boy. <laughs> but it's not it's a girl. So. <laughs> that, that actually happened in the first couple of months of Hugo's life. <clears throat> oh, she's so cute. She's so good. She, I'm like, yeah, he's, he's great. We love him. He's a really legend. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I'm just like, yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's like, oh, I don't care. Well, we were at the cafe and someone was like, Oh, what a pretty boy! And Terry goes, "Oh, like it's a, it's a girl." And she was like, "Yeah, well, he's wearing blue." <laughs> it's just a stranger, <laughs> like <laughs> okay, stranger than all. Are you right? I'm sorry. It must be a boy. Ah, <laughs> uh, better check. <laughs> this does seem off, doesn't it? We're gonna need to change the name. Oh, awkward. Um, I was at Coles with Hugo. He was looking in the distance, and he was saying. Balloon. Mm-hmm. I forget how he says balloon, but I knew you were saying balloon because there was a balloon in the distance. I'm like, oh, yeah, very good. There's a balloon. And the um, checkout lady goes, oh, no, he's not saying that. He's saying something about the bag here. And I was like, okay, <laughs> thanks. Surely that checkout person is just at home just thinking, 
What was that? <laughs> oh, I stuffed up today. <laughs> just those moments when you just blurt out something. Yeah. No, I get that. Um, can I ask you unscripted question? There's one that I thought of that having this conversation made me think of. How did you come up with the names for your kids? Ooh. So the way we came up with our name was, you know, the months leading up to the pregnancy, just going through names. What about this one? What about this one? What about this one? What about this one? I mostly consisted of Jen being like, what do you think about this one? Or like, like, what do you think about Clarence? <laughs> what? Clarence? Clarence? And she's like, all right, what are your suggestions? Light bulb. <laughs> what about mm, painting? She's like, fine, don't worry about it. And then, <laughs> anyway, so we'd have conversations and she would make a list of ones that I was like, oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm down with that. Let's, let's do that. So she'd add that to the list. We we struggled to name Hugo because we came up with a girl's name that we're both like, yes, we like that name. Are you allowed to say what it is or are you where you curse yourself? I think there's a definite, definite curse sharing those sort of names, so I don't want to put that sort of negative vibes out there. I think we'll end up not married. You, you and me? No, to our spouses. Oh, right. That would make more Separately. sense. <laughs> <laughs> when Hugo came out as a boy, we were like, okay, I liked one boy's name that we had. Mm-hmm. Jen liked another boy's name that we had. You fought it out? Kind of. Yeah. We got to the point where I was like, okay, fine. And she'd just given birth, so yeah. Chris had the upper hand. <laughs> well, it was a, cesare- a cesarean, so mm-hmm. did she really give birth? <laughs> <laughs> Happy removal day, Hugo. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you that makes me so nervous when people make that sort of joke and I'm the first to make that sort of joke but that genuinely I was waiting for Jen to come through the wall not even worried about the door <laughs> what you saying <laughs> nothing I love you <laughs> so when Hugo came into the world we had the two names and I said to Jen I said alright we had a couple of days to sleep on it we both were like nasty, like my name. And I was like, that's fine. I like I like Hugo. Hugo's a good name. I just like my name a little bit better. Um, I said, okay, how about this, Tommy? Let's go with Hugo. But if this happens again, we have two names that we both like, we go with mine. And she had to think about it for a bit because she was like, too much pressure. Mm. Anyway. You didn't want to name the next kid Lightbulb. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. She's a bit wary. Mm. Is your next name like, pretty like? Oh, what are you two looking at me like? <laughs> I just want to say, like, is it like you would read it off a school roll call and it would be easy to read and pronounce, or is it like a bit, a bit left of centre? Like Clote? Yes. <laughs> um, what the boys' name or the girls' name? Like your name that you've picked for the next boy. Oh no, that's that's a you'd read it, and it'd be sweet. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah. As long as it's... Yeah, right, yeah. 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 So what about, what about your names for your current children? Uh, well, we we did very similar. We we spent a lot of time discussing names back and forth. And at one point, there's apps that you can get that are a little bit like Tinder for baby names. It's such an IT thing <laughs> yeah, to do. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so was, Kathy's friend put us onto it. And so basically... Like you, you and 
your partner download this app and then one of you like sends the other one a code and it basically like pairs up your devices. Yeah. And so you can choose like whether it's boys' names, girls' names or both. And I think there's like some filters where it's like only American names or only like, uh, you know, European and anyway. Only Spanish. Yeah. And like you can filter it a bit more. And basically we just had it just sending all the names through and you just go through and a name comes down and you swipe <laughs> left if you don't like it or swipe right if you like it. And so you just go through and if you and your partner both swipe right on the same name, uh, it's like, yeah. hey, you guys could name your kid this. And that didn't work for us because it, it, we spent a lot of time not matching up names. And so we spent we spent a while coming up with, we wanted three boys' names and three girls' names. Is that a mask? It was, like, we did it. And then, Why? You knew she was having one kid, didn't you? Yeah, but, like, we wanted backups, like, in case the baby was born and we're like, uh, I don't know, it's not really a... That's definitely a Stacy. Yeah. Like yeah. that sort of thing. That's yeah. what that's what we thought with Hugo. We're like, we've got two Yuck. names. Once once he's born, we'll be like, nah, here's a this one, not that yeah. one. But that didn't happen. Yeah, so we, we came up with some names. Uh, at one point I accidentally vetoed a name because if you've seen it, the kid who gets eaten by the clown is named Georgie. And I reminded Kathy and then we couldn't <laughs> name the kid Georgie, so <laughs> Pretty obscure though. Like it is pretty obscure. Five or ten years time. What's yeah. the clown? Uh you know so the movie It is about like Oh, is that that clown in the drain? Yeah. Yeah. And they have the memes like, I got free Toyota parts down here and then like <laughs> yeah. the kids hopping in the drain yeah. with the clown. Yep. That yeah. one. Yeah. And free Toyota parts. Oh well like you know, what whatever you're into, <laughs> like free Pokemon or like, laptops, I don't know, Feeling defensive, <laughs> and yeah, and so we. The main thing for us was we wanted some less regular names. Like we didn't want. And that's names. how you set it on Haley. Haley. <laughs> yeah, okay. I was like, is he is he fishing that, for something? Isn't that what they called her at church? So like, yeah. And Joe and Kathy have had a Haley. Yes, that is what they referred to my daughter as. And it's neither here nor there. <laughs> That's all right. Worst things have happened. Um, Name one. Chernobyl. Done. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so we, we wanted names that were not... Like, we didn't want it to be one of three... Beckys. Beckys in our class. Sorry if you've named your kid Becky. It's too late now. Um, or... Not sorry... You're welcome. <laughs> yeah, name chat. Should have had a biblical name. Wait. <laughs> Shoot. Eliezer? What? No, I think Rebecca is in the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't it? <laughs> Sorry. That's <laughs> what you're going for. I got it. I was like thinking like more like like Becky Lee, Tammy Lee, like white trashy. <laughs> Quit while you're ahead. <laughs> so what about you? How did you come up with yeah. your daughter's name? Oh, I don't know. We just rolled the dice. Well, I think. <laughs> well, I think we've been like 
playing the baby name game for for um like a whole marriage. And I think if Tia was like a drinker, I would have knocked her up a long time ago. But she just yeah, I don't know, just wasn't the right time. And then yeah, we had Margot, and we just had like this huge list of names that we could pick from. And, but I think like we were pretty set on Margot, but it was the spelling because there's so many different ways to spell it. But I I was actually the one who wanted Margorxcord. What? <laughs> Margorxcord. It's a handy way to remember how yeah, to spell a name. Yeah, that is very true. Um, so what about a high and low, a dad high and a dad low? Well, mine's like a mix. Mm-hmm. I bath Margot each night and Tear's always like, you know what show? And I'm always like, yeah, <laughs> sort of like, I don't really, but it's annoying to wash her. And she seems clean. Yeah. So I just put her in the bath and Tear come in. She was like, can you please wash her face? So I said, Margot. And she turned around. I splashed water in her eyes. It was like many go on her face, but two drops just went straight in her eyes. Was it straight water or like water and bubbly? No, it was just straight water. Yeah. So she'll live. Yeah. And then Margot was like, Ugh. And then Tear was like, Ugh. And then Margot stands up, slips over, goes completely underwater. <gasps> and then I have to pick her up. So... It was from a very funny moment to a bit scary. Very hot in your mouth. Grabbing her out of the water. Yeah. She's fine. She looks fine. <laughs> <laughs> so is that your high into a low? Is that why was it a mixed? I think so. Yeah, okay. But also, it's another mixed one. Should I have two goes? Yeah, go for it. I guess there is no rules. <laughs> is that she started laughing at everything. Yeah. Which is awesome. <laughs> Does it crack you up? Oh, every time. But now she realises that she gets attention. Uh, uh-huh. Like, she would just be standing there, and if no one's looking at her, she just goes, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> and then waits for, like, everyone to look at her. And so, like, <laughs> Tay and her mum were, like, getting a kitchen put in her house. And so they're all, like, talking about the kitchen and where the sink's going to go and, like, fridge and stuff. And mum goes just on the side going, ha, 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 ha. Hallie does the same. She coughs. She just... <coughs> Yeah. And looks around like I need some attention. Care about me? <laughs> yeah. It's like I'm right here. I'm trying to feed you. <laughs> yeah. What about your high and low? Low this week was last night was rough. I I don't know if she was teething or or what. Last week we decided that we were going to sleep wean Hallie slowly by trying to Did you say sleep wean. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Or night wean. <laughs> Whatever. It sounds a lot like. You don't want her to ever sleep again. You wean her off. Sleep. No, no, like <laughs> that, that's weaning, like what I weaning her off her feed overnight. And so the plan was I would get up and settle her. Oh yeah, I remember doing that. And it just did not happen this week at all. I think largely because I sort of got sick and mm. sort of let the team down. And yeah, and last night was just rough. Like. I got up six times Ooh. over like an hour. Yuck. I'd put her to bed, put her down, walk out, get to bed, get comfy. She'd wake up again. Yeah. So, yeah, so that was, that was a lot. And on top of that, being a bit sick and then going to the doctors and getting told, no, oh, it's just viral. You'll be fine. Whatever. Thanks, mate. <clears throat> I was like, cool, thanks. Take my money. And I think a high as a dad this week, we took photos uh, for her like seven month old announcement post or whatever. And 
she was just a crack up the entire time. Like the way she was sitting, like she just leant on her railing in her bed and it was just hilarious. She picked up a penguin over her head like she was in WrestleMania. It was just, it just blew my mind how much of her personality just comes through on the regular. And she's starting to like, like at the moment, if once I get her up from like a nap during the day, I'll, you know, stand up with her and then I'll turn around and I'll fall back into our bed and I'll go, ah, and like, as I come back up and I'll fall back again and, ah, and then she starts like making the same noise on the, on the up. Uh, and so we take turns and it's so funny. That's, that's my up for the week. Yeah. Nice. <clears throat> what about you, Chris? Yeah, it's a good mm-hmm. question. I went to Green Hills up to the shopping center with Hugo yesterday. That was pretty fun. Just mucking around, looking at the crane. Crane! Woo! <laughs> With his hand up like a crane. <laughs> it's so cute. That was fun. Went down the escalators, trying to teach him to get on an escalator oh, by himself. The stair ones. We've been on the, just the, like the... Flat fellas. The flat ones. So we did that, then went to the food court. There's a, um, supply equipment in there. Oh, yeah. That was pretty fun. Oh, yeah. Is it called Chipmunks or something? Mm, that's not where we went. There is something... And indoor. Ah, Reggie. Yeah. Reggie, Reggie. Then we just ran around because it was pretty empty. So we just did some running around, which is pretty fun. And he's he's very funny. So I think that was a definite high. I struggle to remember. I was just, when you guys were talking, trying to remember Monday last week and Tuesday mm. last week and what happened. But the weekends are always good because I'm... Mm. Hanging out. Yeah. Max and relax and all cool. Yeah. And I think, I don't know whether this is a low for me, but discipline. Like, trying to discipline, just still trying to figure out the best way to do that. I think it's mostly my motives behind disciplining Hugo. And the fight within me is like, am I disciplining him because I'm annoyed that he disobeyed me and isn't doing what I wanted him to? Whereas, as opposed to, am I disciplining him because I know that's going to be the best thing for him? Mm-hmm. And I think it's probably more the former rather than the <coughs> latter and trying to get better at having that mentality of, I've asked you to sit down. You haven't. Now I need to, you know, potentially discipline you mm. because you haven't obeyed me. Not because you hurt my pride or because you've disobeyed me, but because diso- you know, disobedience <coughs> is something that needs to be mm. fixed. So my, the, the low is, I'm sure I can't think of a specific example, but thinking that there have been times this week when I've disciplined him for the wrong reason and gone, whoops. Mm. Yeah. Like, I think when you get lucky, you grow up thinking that people enjoy disciplining. And there is some people that are perverted and, you know, mm. enjoy disciplining others. But, oh, any time I have to hand out discipline, it's, like, so hard. Mm. Like, it's the last thing I want to do. Like, if I've got to fire someone or if I've, you know, got to stop Margot from hopping off the dining room table a million times. Like, you know, just... Silly stuff and, like, more serious stuff. I just think it's so good that, like, I think God must discipline us perfectly. Mm. Like, he does. But also, it's not... Like, I think you get a sense of, like, his lamenting having to do it to his people. Mm. Yeah, rather than, like, thinking, oh, God must love disciplining people because look how many people died or... Like, I don't know, like, the God of today is still the God of the Old Testament, mm. so, like, you can think, like, his heart must have been breaking. Mm. At all of that, yeah. Well, I don't know. Like, I, I think I partly agree, but there are times when God's like, no, nah, 
had enough, going to wipe them all out. Mm. One time he did that with Noah, mm. wiped everyone out. The other time that I can think of is Moses. Mm. So God's like, no, nope, I'm going to wipe them out. I'm just going to start again. And Moses pleaded the case of the Israelites. In the desert. Yeah. Yeah. And that's how Joshua came about. As, as in, like, is that the part you're talking about? Like, I, where, where the where the generation dies in the desert? No, there's a time when God's like, I'm just, I'm sick of mm. these guys in the desert. I'm sick of their complaining. I'm just going to wipe them out. Moses is like, no, forgive them. You know, God's like, okay, fine. Fine. I won't wipe them out. But then, you know, as you say, when they do get to the promised land, none of them <laughs> make it in, you know, the, of that generation. Um. So I think what I'm trying to say is that I don't feel in that situation God lamenting. Yeah, I'll just disagree. Yeah. So, okay. So, where's the, like, the lamenting in, in that? By saying it's within God's character to delight in evil or, like, the suffering of his people. Yeah. I wouldn't say he's delighting in it. I wouldn't yeah, say but... that. But I wouldn't say he's necessarily... Yeah, but are you saying, like, he's passive to it? If, if it's not delight and mm. it's not lament... Is it like a passivity to his people's plight? It's a good question. Because he did a lot of work to get him out of Egypt. Yeah, definitely. What do you reckon, Jared? I'm going through the the Old Testament at the moment. And every time I read the Old Testament, I spend so long, like, getting frustrated with the Israelites. It, it reminds me, like, how long must God be, like, frustrated at my ignorance and my sin. And so... And, like, how much more does he want from me? And, like, how much, you know, more has he got planned for me and all those things? And so I think, like, the, he is a God of, like, patience and, and more important, like, he is a God of love. And I think to be a God of love, there has to be that wrath because, like, he's so, uh, he's so focused on loving what is good and what is righteous. Like, there has to be that that wrath against sin and wrongdoings. And so there has to be that wrath poured out. And ultimately that's what, like, Jesus on the cross soaks up that wrath. Mm. Um, so I think there is, I think there is, you know, I don't know if anger is the right word. Like, And it talks about God's righteous anger. And it definitely doesn't say he delights in, you know, wiping out generations or, mankind or you know tribes things like that but i think i think you know there is frustration and and there is lamenting at anyone who doesn't you know turn to him and instead chooses to follow sin yeah which is what we all did hmm. what chose sin yeah yeah you know i think we cited at church ephesians where it says we're children of wrath till Something, something. Grace. <laughs> <laughs> you have qualified. Tick. Not by your own doing, but through saving grace. Oh. So <laughs> I could easily just look it up. That is true. My butt's so sore. <clears throat> Sorry. <laughs> I went on a mountain bike ride and I rode like 16 kilometres or something like through this mountain place. With who? And... <laughs> It's by myself. <laughs> nice. I love riding my bike by myself. Oh, all right. Well, I do too. <laughs> I'm so glad we got that out, actually. Let's never ride together. <laughs> Just be happy and alone. But no, 
It was fun. Out at um, Holmesville, there's a, a thing. Out. Anyway, obviously, I'm not a real gym junkie or like mountain bike fitness man. So five days later, I'm still sore. <laughs> Probably on your butt. Yeah. yeah. I think like my tailbone gets bruised from like a whole day of... Bumping up and down. It was two hours. <laughs> Stop embellishing to impress you guys. <laughs> and then the next day, I walk a coda trail. And yeah, 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 nice. It's from the PNG. Uh, just going, just rewinding a, a bit, a second. Josh, you said something about people delighting in discipline. Mm. I would say that I am, quote unquote, one of those sickos who likes discipline. So I think that's partly my worry in mm-hmm. disciplining Hugo. And as a school teacher, early on in your like in your training, they ask you why do, why do you become a school mm. teacher, and they give you different um, options. And <laughs> what did you fill out? No, they're not like a filling out thing, but like a group activity oh, or something right. like that. And I look being you know really honest. One of the things is that I enjoy having that power. Mm-hmm. Really? I, yeah, 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 definitely. Number one top top. It's not. It's not the reason to do teaching, and it's it's um, not the reason you told them. <laughs> Nope, so let's just keep that between us. <laughs> so, yeah, there are times when I'm like, I, I, the only thing that stops me disciplining at school, at my job, is laziness. Because oh, I'm like... Sorry, you say the law. The law. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be like, I'll be a kid one day. I honestly don't think I could, if it was allowed. Like, even the cane? I reckon the cane would have done me wonders at school. Oh, you reckon? Oh, Absolutely. I used to know the deputy principal on his first name. <laughs> say, g'day, Brian. Say, g'day, Josh. You down here for long? Say, oh, I don't know. And he'd say, right, I mate. That would be getting sent to the deputy principal's office for whatever I'd done that <laughs> But if you'd done that day, <laughs> I don't reckon, I don't know what we're talking about, discipline. Mm. I like disciplining for the wrong reasons, and I do, I, I'm definitely aware of it, and... Definitely try and keep myself in check mm. with it, um, and there is a line because you need the discipline. You need to have discipline at school. Mm. But the, yeah, I don't. I don't think I've ever crossed a line. And saying that, when I do cross a line in the sense of I get, I get angry or yell or something like that, which is very rare. Once I calm down, I think it's a really good opportunity to show the kid mm. or kids or whatever and be able to go and say, "Look, I shouldn't have done that. What I needed to do better was this." However, the reason I did it was because you were doing this and you said this and that affected me in that way. So... Because no one makes you do anything. You <laughs> choose your actions. So my mum used to tell me, I was like, he did this, so I hit him. <laughs> I'd be like, you know, you chose how that would affect you. But she's a school teacher and I have problems with <laughs> that. That whole m- mentality. I don't think it's helpful. It's just friggin' wrong. <laughs> It's right. She's <laughs> not incorrect. I definitely do use that. I, you know, I say, look, I can't change this for you. I can help try and help you, but ultimately it's up to you to make good choices or not. Yeah. I'm trying to talk to the kids about I don't dislike you. I just dislike what you've done. So I still think you're a little <laughs> champion or whatever, but the behaviour, not so much. Hmm. We talk about the behaviour as opposed to the kid. Mm. So, you know, not hate the sin, not the sinner. Yeah. And yeah, I was going to say not to use, I never use the word hate, but saying, mm. I hate what you've done. I don't hate you. No way. Mm. And just that, it, like, you know, working in a school in IT, all of these problems that get taken away because of 
everything just gets emailed home to parents these days. Yeah. So I'm, really? Yeah, so unless the kids... You email the parents the yeah. issue instead of letting the kid bring it back to the parent. Yep. It's the same with, same with our school. Like, when you said you got a bee sent home <laughs> in your planner. You're part of the same school, you gooses. <laughs> <laughs> Are we? What? <laughs> what? No, he's a goose. Still us, yeah. <laughs> 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 you can't just like try to like swindle me into being like you know. yeah <laughs> reversing I suppose it's me Chris yeah you're Wingardium right Guardian Reversio sorry <laughs> I don't remember you Oogaloo <laughs> that would that would put a stop to it hey yeah. does that mean you email like the? it doesn't put a stop to it though yeah, yeah. if a kid's really determined and has access to their parents emails no, I just think, I think what, what I was referring to was some parents deal with it better than others. So what sort of dad that you're envisaging that you'd like to be, or like who, who is someone in your life that you go, that's the sort of father that I'd like to be? Or One of the, like, one of the things that dad always drilled into me was like integrity. And I think for me, like that's... The integrity? Thing. Yeah. That's been a big shaping in who I grew up to be. Like I think having that and like dad mum and dad were were always very much like open to talking and and i can remember like a few conversations and i could just tell like dad was so uncomfortable but like talked anyway like talked me through it because he was of the belief that talking through stuff was important yeah even if you didn't want to yeah yeah cool um it's a really good example and like they were very much like you know, doesn't matter what time of night or day, like, we'd rather you call us when you need us than be in a bad place and, you know... Make think us... you're not going to get help. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's something that I think... And, like, these are just, you know, very generic things, but I would, you know, love my kids to have just a genuine heart for other people and just want to be, you know helping out and and I would love for them to just be able to you know bring anything to me you know whether it's something they're struggling with whether it's something that they just need advice on um and like I, I saw something recently some guy was saying like whenever his kids start talking to him about you know something whether it's like you know in a comes across in like a complaining tone or something like that he just asked them like do you need advice do you need me to fix this or do you need me to just listen he said nine times out of ten, like they just want someone to talk to. Yeah, I'd love my kids to be able to bring their thoughts and their worries to me. I'd like to ask a question, not, mm-hmm. not because I disagree with you, mm-hmm. but just to get your thoughts <clears throat> on it. Isn't that more the mum's job as opposed to the dad's mm-hmm. job? Um, I think it's important for dads to have that role as well. Like, I think it's important, like, I would love my kids just as much to go to Kathy and, and have those conversations. But I think if I'm leaving all of that to Kathy, what am I, like, what am I imparting to my kids? What am I, like, not saying I, I can't do it in other ways, but, you know, I, I can't expect Kathy to... To run the whole thing. Yeah. 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 I think that's really good, actually, like, the integrity in, like, being available for your kids. And I think, like, what you're saying about, like, the mum and that, Surely it just goes down to whoever parent the child is closest with. Mm. 
So I, I don't know about you guys, but I definitely feel like, like me and my mum, just personality-wise, are just like on par. <coughs> Whereas me and my dad, we're quite like polar opposites mm. with like what we think about things and like as much as they're both like Christians and whatever, like we, we do just personality-wise just clash. Mm. Yeah. And so like for me, I would talk to my mum, but I could understand like if it was the way around, mm. it would just as easy be the dad. Mm. So you said for you, Jared, both your parents were like, let's let's talk. Yeah. I mean, it was <clears throat> it was definitely Dad who had more of the, the big conversations. Um, like, for instance, when I was in year, uh, I want to say year two, we were out on a school, like, excursion, and Mum gave me the car keys to go and unlock the car for me and my friends to get in. She said, don't turn on the car. And the girl that I liked was uh, in the car. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so I turned on the car. And I remember mum being mad, but basically saying, you have to tell your dad about this when you get home. And, oh, it was the like worst, <laughs> like, two hours of my life. I was, like, dreading it. Dad comes home. And my sister immediately goes, Jared, turn on the car. And I was like, oh, no. And <laughs> <clears throat> I remember Jesus sitting with my dad for, like, two hours in tears. And then dad, like, d- like, dad was good about it. Like, you know, dad talked a lot. And one of the things he made me do was call up the other parents of the kids in the car and apologise. And, oh, man, that sucked. But. Man, you remember it, though. Oh, it scarred me for life. I never started a car again. (laughs) (laughs) You just sit in the driver's seat. (laughs) Yeah, basically. Yeah, and and I think I am blessed with the parents that I grew up with. Mm -hmm. They were parents who would drop anything for me or my brother and sister. That's pretty cool. Hmm. So, what sort of dad, Josh, are you looking at being? I think the biggest thing I've always tried to be is, like, you know, everyone has good and bad days. But if if I'm cranky about something, is that I, I make sure everyone in the vicinity knows I'm not cranky with them. So, I just, I remember hating that feeling of, like, feeling mm. like you're in trouble all the time. And it never is, but it always puts you on eggshells. Mm. And so, like, when I come home, I'm always, like... I always try to be like the same person walking in the door, and then we go through like the bedtime routine, and then I can talk about it with tear and yeah. say, "Can you believe this, Drongo?" Oh yeah, because <laughs> you know r- running your own business, is, you know, has its bad days, of course, and you can have you know bad years. Like mm-hmm. I think we're in the middle of a pretty pretty hard one at the moment. Mm. So, yeah, just, you know, coming home. But I think it's like this funny, like, two-edged sword, right, that at the moment I really love Margot. But, and so you come home and you just like, something that doesn't give me dramas. How good's mm. this? Like, just sit down, stack blocks on top of each other, mm. let the emails sort themselves out, let the invoices, who cares? If people have paid me, great, otherwise I don't care anymore. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you just sit there and stack blocks up and then knock them over and then That's nice. stack blocks up. Mm. I just I just don't know how, like, it's going to be coming home to a kid who's, like, 
not as interested in me. Mm. Like, I, don't, I don't know whether like coming home and having them stuck their head in a video game or something or like even worse if they're a bookworm. <laughs> Heaven, <laughs> heavens forbid. But like, like, I don't know. I don't know whether like coming home, whether like not getting that, <clears throat> like it's a bit of instant gratification almost that like little Margot is a bit of a daddy's girl and I super love it. And I, re- I reckon that's a dangerous trap to fall into because I, I've been, I think, I'm in, in a sort of moment of doing the same thing. I love getting hugs from him, um, so much so that I hug him till he gets annoyed. So our, mm-hmm. our, hugs, our hugs end in him being annoyed, which is not very nice. <laughs> so I've got, I've had to be like, it's not about you, Chris, mm-hmm. just take the hug and, and release so he's not angry. But today I left work earlier than I would have and didn't go, decided not to go to the gym instead and came home, came home to crying. So Hugo was crying, walked in, he's in his cot in trouble. He's not eating his banana. I get into it as well Mm. and asking Jen, what do you want me to do? And I tried as well and he's snotty and crying and upset and wouldn't eat his banana. And Jen's, you know, because when, (laughs) when you get into those battles, you get upset too. So Jen's upset. Mm. And so came home to this whole, anyway, wasn't very nice. But I think it was a good reminder that that's mm. sometimes mm. how it's going to be. Mm. And after, you have to remember that and recenter, like, I don't know. Like, not expect it every time. Yeah. Mm. And yeah. go, well, so what am I, what am I clinging on to? What is. Then oh, have another kid. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Bring on January when my next kid is going to be born. Are you pregnant? Sur- Surprise. <laughs> Surprise. Surprise. I didn't ruin it this time. Very <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> what about you? What What do you look forward to being a dad? Yeah, so I would say I was much, much closer to my mum than my dad. Yeah, mum's boy. That's the one. But I, I reckon I can see the job that my dad did so well was supporting mum. Mm. So I would say what you were saying, Jared, about your mum and dad, or what you were saying about you wanting to have that mm. role in your daughter's life, I would say my dad didn't have that role in my life. So it was all my mum, mm-hmm. like my mum was yep. taking all of that, which I think, you know, four kids, yep. I think she has the capacity, mm. had the capacity to do that, yep. just the sort of person that she is. My dad is just not that sort of person mm. to have those conversations. But what my dad did really well was support my mum. Mm. And I don't think mum could have done a good, as good job as she did without dad. Yeah. 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 So I think that being a good husband. Mm. Mm. is part of it yep. for, part, yeah, for, definitely. for my part. And I think, I don't know, I always think about stuff like this, but thinking about what sort of kid my, my kid's going to grow up to mm. be and what am I teaching him. There's a family at church who have like a list of, like a fa- family rules or something like mm-hmm. that. Like number one, you can't go to bed mad. Number two, this, number three, that, you know, sort of shape mm-hmm. the culture of their family, which I really like that. And I'd like to come up with something like that mm-hmm. for our family. Just be able to say, really disappointing that you did that, Hugo, because as being part of this family, people part of this family don't do that. Mm. So let's talk through that. Let's say, yeah. you know. But why? Why what? Like, what's your overarching reason? For doing that? Yeah. Yeah, it's a good question. Like, for me, I couldn't say I'm a huge person for, like, community. Yeah. And so, like, if someone said, well, you can't be part of such and such, I'd say, well... Could 
Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Like a thing if someone was like, well, that's not what this family does. I'm yeah. like, well, so be it. Good. <laughs> I don't know. I think like, I like the family credo idea. I think like I've heard lots of Christians talk about it. I think, um, is it in that book, the, the computer book about screen Tech time? Tech family. Andy Couch. Yes. I'm pretty sure in his book there was like a family credo and it was similar to that, that they sort of like, the rules were clear and... And this is what, like, the family, you know, clung to. Yeah, I don't know. I think they're really good to have. So last, like, the last two terms, I found the classroom teaching that I was doing a bit tricky. So I changed it. I changed it up after hearing something from someone. What I did with two of my classes at the very beginning of the term, I said, right, what are some of the expectations or rules that we can have in this classroom? Put your hands up. I typed them up and then print, printed them out and have them on the wall. They're different for each class. But I keep coming back to those mm-hmm. and saying, you guys came up with this rule and you're actually breaking uh, that. So and it, Guilt tripping. Yeah, exactly. Works right. a charm. <laughs> Rather than me saying, here are the rules, <clears throat> yeah. you must follow them and saying, yeah. you came up with the rules. And yeah. I said, I made, I made sure I said, these are the rules that you've come up with. Does anyone want to disagree with them? Go, I mean, do. Like, now's the time yeah. to do it. No one did. I went, Okay put them up, and that's that's been really helpful, mm. and that's been really good for getting the learning done in the classroom that I need, that I need mm. to get done. Like, in, in my maths class, Keeps I'm like... Keeps them accountable. Yeah. Mm. And I think that's part of the reason why I think having a mm. family set of rules, obviously, we'll come up with them, but then as the kids get older, maybe discuss them and have them have him put into it. But I think, like, what you're tapping into is something that's used in, like, business as well, that often, like... The example I, I know of is that, like, a, a hotel chain have, like, a mantra, like, to, to give the highest quality service to each and everyone, to treat each and every one of our guests as if they were family. And so, like, and but, but it wasn't something like the higher-ups made. It was something done with Not everyone. Yeah. And so I think, like, I think it's funny, but that, like, what works really well this year will possibly work just as well next year, as long as the class feels like they've come up with it. Mm. And, yeah, next next year the rules might, might be completely different. But generally speaking, the kids all know the rules. Mm. Yeah. And will come up with the rules. Like, you know, yeah. don't talk when someone else is talking, listen at the right time, keep your hands to yourself, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. I mean, for like, for nine out of ten things, I reckon, it'll be just naming the like unspoken rules mm. and mm. sort of having them in a clear space and being accountable to them. And it's really good to have them as a visual to mm. say, this is what I'm, I'm upset at you mm. because this is what you've broken this rule that you've come up with. And the reason it's bad you've broken that rule is because the purpose of this class is to improve your reading comprehension. And by breaking that rule, that's stopping you from improving your reading and comprehension which is why it's a problem. Because the reason we're having this is to improve these things. And by doing that, you're not doing that mm-hmm. as well as you could. So, yeah, I envisage that as mm-hmm. being able to apply it to the family, yeah. you know. But are you worried about them being a good person or are you worried about them following Jesus? I think that's the trap that we fall into, that, that kids do things just to appease us rather than please God. Yeah, and I think that's what it will ultimately be like for our family. Is that you know even even now when Hugo breaks a rule, we have a conversation with mm-hmm. him, 
get him to say sorry, and then, I don't know, six, seven times out of ten we'll pray. The prayer that I pray with Hugo is, I pray as Hugo. And I say, Dear Heavenly Father, please help me to um, get better at obeying my dad, and please help my dad to get better at obeying you too. In Jesus' name, Amen. Mm-hmm. To be able to say, Yes, you've broken a rule, but I do it too, all the time, mm-hmm. in different in different ways. So, yeah, to then bring everything back and say, Well, you know, this is what the Bible says about behavior, and this is... As a follower of Jesus, this is what followers of Jesus are called to do, and you weren't actually doing that, and you know that sort of conversation. And that's a good point that you bring that up and help raise that in my mind to the surface. It's a hard one to like to navigate. Like even as we like, you're probably the closest to navigating that sort of path. Like one of the things that we pray about regularly is just like ultimately it's going to be God who brings any change in Howie's heart. And that's one of the points that I liked from the parenting book by Paul David Tripp that I was reading. We need to parent the condition, and that condition is sin. Like, we can't just parent the symptoms. And, like, as much as we want to change our children and to see them grow and obey us and, you know, live a long and happy life and and all those things... And to, to do what's right, it's it's ultimately I have zero control over what Hallie chooses to do. I can do my best to give her wisdom and, you know, walk beside her with it. But ultimately, it's going to be God who, who puts her on a path. Mm. And I just, yeah, we just pray constantly that, you know, she grows to know him and love him. I definitely don't pray that constantly. I want it constantly, mm. but I definitely don't pray it constantly. I think, I think every night as I put Margot down, I pray the same thing I pray. Lord, please save Margot and make her a warrior for you. Mm. And it's just like, I don't know, for me, that kind of like sums up everything mm. I want for her. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. All right. Any parting thoughts? I just hug our kid. <laughs> <laughs> hug your kid. You know what is a worry? When you used to play catch and kiss at school behind the big gum tree. But now, you wouldn't be allowed to do that, would you, Chris? No, I don't. I've never seen kids play that, no. But did you actually kiss? I don't remember playing it, but never remember kissing anyone. I don't remember playing it at all. Um, yeah, nice. Thanks so much for joining us on this episode of Faithful Dads. Hit up our Instagram or Facebook at Faithful Dads to give us your thoughts on our conversation. We would genuinely love to hear from you. We would also love it if you shared this podcast with someone you know and leave us a rating and review in your podcast app so others have a better chance of finding it. See you next episode. We are three dads who are doing the podcast. We are three dads who are trying to be faithful, yeah. I thought about it like Thank you, Victoria, if you ever hear this. (laughs) In the digger. Yeah, well, I ring her enough. <laughs> She's probably like leaving She's an ag queen. It's like a, it's like a tractor show. Sorry. Where I'm from, you say ag quip and people are like, nice. It's like Tokel on steroids. It's like a Tokel that's dropping the ocean yeah. on ag quip. Up at... Ganada. Ganada. Hey, Darren. Bailey, how are you?
Thanks for tuning in. A dude is not going <laughs> to listen to a, a dad podcast from three guys who don't have very old kids. <laughs> you never know. You never know. I know. I only one, Ted. <laughs> is that what you're saying? I'm just saying he might, he might listen to it. He might go. Oh, I thought you meant I d- you never know if you have more kids <laughs> than your spouse. What was that? I'm really confident. I'm like, <laughs> confident about that one. That's like alien. But that's <laughs> yeah, anyway. <laughs> Surely they are. Oh, once we store Mary 51, <laughs> all the truth will be revealed. Yeah. Who cares what's in there? I reckon if there's aliens, who cares? What's the, like, honestly, if you found out there was aliens, I don't care. What do you, uh, how, yeah, how's that going to change your life? Your, or your life? Well, it won't. Yeah. Unless... What if they're really good at us? Oh, I knew you were <laughs> going to say that. I knew you were going to say, what if there's a dig alien? I'm employed. <laughs> I'll be like, this is dig tour. <laughs> he eats rocks. <laughs> the rock cruncher. <laughs> Bearded thin man. <laughs> <laughs>